Philippians chapter 4. Give this list Thank you. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 14. Notwithstanding, ye have, done, ye have well done, that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now, that communicate there is not talking about texting or calling them on the cell phone. Paul's saying, you, you did something about it. A lot of Christians talk about things, but they never do anything about it. Amen. You can say amen. amen. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, now what's he saying in the beginning of the gospel? Is he saying when Jesus Christ died on the cross and was buried and rose again? No, he's talking about when I shared with you the gospel, when I came and we first met. See, Paul was all about people being saved. Amen. When I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. He's saying, he said, nobody, nobody, Follow through. You look in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The church of Corinth, he tells them you need to get started with giving to missions. Right. He said, the Philippian church started on the testimony of the Corinthians. Paul said, this is what they said they're going to do. And, and, and these other churches got involved. So the Philippians, it says, for even in Thessalonica... Ye sent once again into my necessity when I was in Thessalonica. So you understand, it's exciting here. Look at this. He's saying, he's saying, you, you, you helped me there. He was in the work of the ministry and the people. Isn't it a good? Isn't it good to get encouragement from somebody when you're in the middle of it? Yes. And get some help. Yes. And Paul's in the middle. He's he's winning people. He's starting a church. Not easy. Not like riding a bike. Working with hard-headed people. People that won't, don't want to hear people that never heard it. Now, he said, not because I desire to give, but, but fruit that may abound to your account. Now, here's what he said. He said, listen. He said, he said, he said I didn't want, to, I, it wasn't about a gift. He said, here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give you opportunity to invest in what's happening. And when you, when, when you give, it's like when we give to missions, when people are saved on the mission field and you give to missions, that goes to your account. Do you understand that? Yes. Fruit to your account. Greatest investment in the world. But I have all and abound. I am full in having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice Except He said, he said, he said, he, he didn't talk about what they sent. He said, this is what it was to me. This is what it meant to me. It, it wasn't important what it was. It, it was important that they gave. Amen. See? And he says this. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, one of the greatest truths is that God equips people spiritually so that we can minister to others practically. Let me say that again. The great truth is in this text that God prepares us spiritually so we can minister to others practically. 
In other words, God, God, listen, God achieves his divine ends through human means. Wow. That's important. And our text talks, man, I want us to think about generosity tonight. This is a season of generosity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people give beyond. But uh, this is a season to be generous. It's, and, 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 and let me just say, January is the season to be generous. And February is the season to be generous. I just want us to talk about generosity since we're, this is the season of giving. Amen? Amen. It's more blessed to give than receive. Amen? And, uh, and when, when, I've, I've been given a lot of things. Have you ever been given something that was given in a thoughtful way? Have you ever been given something from somebody you knew that it had to cost them something to do that for you? Either time or treasure? That meant something, amen? And so, so Paul says here, he says here, and, and notice verse 15, or 14, I'm sorry, the point of true generosity. He gives us a point. He said, he said, he said notwithstanding, ye have, have well done that ye did communicate with my afflictions. Listen to this. I want to give you a statement. I'm going to give you a statement in each point. True generosity is experienced through identifying with the need of another, showing interest, and getting involved in meeting that need. Now, let me, re- let me say that again. Are you ready? True, true generosity is experienced through identifying the need of another. Hey, there's a need. And then showing interest. And then getting involved. Hey, there's a person with a need. And it gets your attention. That's the interest. But then you do something about it. You, 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 you help meet that need. That's true. That's the point of generosity. That's where it begins. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 10 and verse 30 through 37. Let's, let's turn there. Luke chapter 10. Verse 30 through 37, Darian's going to read it for us out loud. You guys got a mic? Hang on. Yes, sir. Wait, let, him, let him get a mic. Let him get a mic for you so we can pick you up. Yes, sir. Give him a blue. Hey, did you give him a blueberry or redberry or strawberry? You got him, you got him licorice. Uh, I was going to say blackberry. Blackberry, okay. <laughs> there you go. Read it out loud for us. Verses 30 through 37. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him 
that fell among the thieves. And he, and he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Now, what did he do? He saw the need. He got interested in the need and he met the need. He wasn't even supposed to like that guy. Mm. Right. See, that's the point of generosity. That's where it begins. Now, let me, let me just tell you something. There's a lot of people with needs. And let me tell you where it begins for us here. It begins for us here looking around at each other. Right? Riddle me this. Maybe, 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 maybe. You ever come into church here and come into church for church service and you see somebody, they look like they're a little down? You ever, said, you ever seen that? They need, there's a need there. And we need to get interested. It, it, you, here, here's meeting the need starts meeting each other's needs here in the church. Amen. Amen. And getting interested, and it's the point. And so, so the point is is us seeing that need, being interested, and taking care of it. Now, notice this second point I want to say. Look at verse fifteen. The principles. There's a principle here, and and he says he says now he says. He says in verse 15, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning uh, uh, giving and receiving, but what? You see, and, and the key, the principle here is giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. You're either giving or you're receiving. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, and if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank ye? For sinners also do this even the same. Wow. See what's he what he's talking about? He's saying he's saying, listen, it's not about it's not about reciprocating. Just because I give you something doesn't mean you should give me something. Don't be that person. Don't be the person. You say, Well, what do I do if somebody gives me something? You say, Thank you. Amen. Please do say thank you. Right, right. Now, I, I go speak. I go and preach. I went and preached a prophecy conference out in out in Winchester, and I wrote them thank you notes. But I didn't write them a thank you note till a few weeks later. Okay, why? Well, I want to just let it marinate. But but I don't. I I some guys some people will write a thank you note and stick it in the mailbox in the town they're leaving out of. And I wanted to give a thought. I, I wrote a thoughtful thank you. I, we had people do things for us. I wrote four or five thank you notes. I went up to preach at Vision Baptist College, and, and I wrote a thank you notes a, a month later to a couple men up there, and Brother Charlie. I, I taught his homilies class for him. I preached. There was one fellow that spent some time with me. And I wrote those, all, all those fellows a thank you note. A thank you note. When, when, people, when people do something, we ought to say thank you. Amen. We can't reciprocate. You're not. It's not about reciprocating. It's the principle is giving and receiving. Either you're giving, or is it you're always receiving from God. Right. But we need to give. Uh, uh, the motive is not for personal gain, but to allow. Listen, the grace of God to minister through us. That's what the principle is. It's the for God to use us 
to help people. Now, giving is not always always a, a, a tangible thing. Sometimes it's praying with somebody. Sometimes it's cur- encouraging somebody. Sometimes it's just talking with somebody. Amen? Amen. And so, so that's the principle. It's, for, it's not for personal gain. It's, it's for God to... And that's what Paul said. God's using you folks in my life. It encouraged him. Maybe Paul was down when that gift came and he said, he said, man, they're, 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 I'm not in this thing alone. The principle of true generosity. Let, let, me, let, me, let me give you another P. Persistence of true generosity. Persistence. Look at verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, you once again to my necessity. Now, what did he say? He said, he said it wasn't a one-time thing. It's not a one-off thing. Listen, listen, this involves being ready to give when God gives us the opportunity. Amen. Now, listen to me, listen to me. I want you to get this. You say, how, how do I know God's given me an opportunity when we see the need? Right? When you see somebody needs something, it, 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 suppose, suppose uh, 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 Miss, Miss, Miss Anita came in and she said, pray for me, I need this. So that's an opportunity. I mean, when God gives, when God gives us something, it just doesn't drop out of the sky. You know, God, when we, he saves us, doesn't give us a, a basket. So, okay, you stick this basket where you want, but I'm just going to drop stuff in for you. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? God uses people. God uses people that aren't even saved. God uses situations. And, and, and here's what they did. Gianni, these people gave to him when he, when, when, when he went uh, to... When he went to he he gave it he gave when they two of them when he went to Macedonia and, and then he says he said he said I went to this church and something came for me and now I was in Thessalonica you sent that something there to help me. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say when we get to heaven and and and, and I'm going to find some people from I'm going to talk to some people, Lydia. The seller of purple. What did you think when you saw this guy coming, walking towards you? You ladies were having a prayer meeting. You probably, I thought he was a nut. But then he shared with me that I needed to be saved. And then he helped to start a church. I'm going to say, Lydia, when, when it says there that you... He, you gave to his necessity. How many churches did he go to that you helped him with? And I'm sure there were more. What are you saying? What are you saying there? As a Christian, our generosity, it, 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 the persistence of it is when we see the need. When we're, when, when we're, uh, uh, Brother Arnold showed me a, a, a dog that was a retriever. And it didn't have a dead goose, it had a live goose. It was a little premature. But if you've ever seen a retriever, that retriever sits there, and, and, and when that bird is shot and it hits the ground, you, you tell him to go, and he, he's gone. He's, 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 he's going after it. 
I, I often like to watch these shows where they have these dogs that they find guns in cars, or they find drugs in cars. You ever seen those things? Yes. And you and you and you tell them to go. And 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 they, um, Glade had a dog once when he was at NASA, and he would put something in there and hide it, and he'd go after it. And it was, you know, that's why we need to be as Christians. We need to per- be persistent in our generosity. Let me give you something else. The product of true generosity. What's the product? Now, now notice verse 17. Not because I desire gift. Wow. He said, I, it, this didn't do anything for me. It's encouraged me. He said, but it's better for you. He said, fruit that may abound. You see, the faithful steward understands that the reward of giving will ultimately be rewarded in heaven. The reward is in heaven. Uh, It's important. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42. And whatsoever and whosoever shall drink, give drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. What's he saying there? He's saying this. He's saying this. Listen, listen. The product is a reward in heaven. We're not generous because we want people to tell we're generous. We, we don't want to announce, we don't want the world to announce that we're Listen, our reward is in heaven. We don't want to lose our reward here. Amen? Now, no, no, notice, notice the product is fruit that may abound to your count. Another thought is this. Another thought. Get this. The pleasure of true generosity. Look at verse 18. What is he saying there in verse 18? He says, I got everything I need. I'm fine. You know, Paul, Paul went, when he went into town... You know, he was a tent maker. When he went into town, he didn't go to the restaurant. Most of the time, he would go and find somebody and maybe work for him. Make a little bit of money. He had to, he had to, he worked. He was bivocational. He was a bivocational preacher. Now, here's what he said. He says, I have everything. He said, but you, and he talks about, he talks about their Pony Express there, right? Having received of Epaphroditus the things with... He said Epaphroditus, they used Epaphroditus to bring the things to him. These Christians had discovered that the truth that it's more blessed to give than receive. That's the pleasure. That's the pleasure. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, I have showed you all things... How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, how he said is more blessed to give than receive. The pleasure, the pleasure of generosity. Now, here's, here's, here, here's, the, here's the last thought, and I'm done. The prospects of true generosity. The verse Verse 19 is lifted out of context. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get us, let me get us to where we've talked about all these thoughts about 
This portion of scripture is talking about being generous. And in, in, in specific, it's talking about missions giving. Are you with me? There are a lot of there are a lot of scripture scriptures in the in the Word of God taken out of context. And so, if if you're going to take a verse out of context, you should never take it out of context. If you're going to apply it differently, you should start with the context. For instance, on on Sunday night, the reason I let these two guys preach is because. I went down and preached for my brother. It was his 40th anniversary, and they had a thing for him, and they wanted me to speak and tell some stories about stuff we did with him, and like when we put him in the dryer. So we used to put Mike in the dryer when he was a kid. And I told him, I said, he is permanent press. And so so, uh, we did. But uh, we used to do all kinds of things. Uh, but I preached First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Anybody know what the 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 the, the uh, love. love? Okay. So I I went to that chapter and I said the context of is love, and it, the context of this is the love of God. Okay. But I but I said to be together with a, a person for forty years. There's only one thing that keeps a marriage together, and that's love. And you cannot, you cannot truly love if you have not experienced the love of God. And so I took, and I went to, went to the context. Are you with me, Miss Anita? I went to the context, and then I made application with, with those verses in the marriage context. Are you with me? And so love. And so, and so, so it's, you know, it came, it's like peanut butter. I, 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 you can put it on white bread or wheat bread or rye bread or whatever, biscuits or whatever you want to do. Or you just take a big old knock and stick it in your mouth. That's whatever you want to do. But it, we applied, but the context was the peanut butter jar. The context here were this, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory is missions giving. It's not us. It's not a not God saying, "Well, you know, you're a Christian, and God's going to take care of your needs." Now there are other verses that tells you that, but this is the context. He says, "But my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory." And he says, "He said, listen. He said, God's using you people, and you need to understand God is going to bless you because you are meeting other people's needs. That's 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 the prospect." Of, of true generosity. God has promised that he would supply all our needs. Amen. All our needs. Second Corinthians chapter 9, he said, But this I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purpose in his heart. Listen, God, God is, it supplies the need of the born-again believer, he supplies our needs according to his riches and glory. And let me tell you something, that bank is never closed and they never run out. It's always there. God fulfills our needs. But the context here is, is us being generous because he's a generous God. Amen. 
That's not us grabbing a hold of something. He doesn't give you something for... He doesn't give you stuff just for you. How many of y'all eat leftovers? How many of you believe in eating leftovers? Amen? I mean, I mean, when, when Miss Creed makes a pot of pinto beans, that second day, those pinto beans are better. It gets gooder and gooder. You know, there are some people, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't eat leftovers. They throw it out. They just chuck it out. There's a lot of, the Americans throw more food out than anybody I've ever seen. Let it go bad. Miss Creed, Miss Creed, I got this food saver. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to save food. So we'll go get chicken, big thing of chicken, and I'll break it down. And sometimes I'll, you know, it's one of those things that vacuum seals it and everything. And I'll, I'll throw some sauce and stuff in there. And, and while, it's, while it's freezing in the freezer, I mean, it's just going into the meat and everything. It makes it, it, makes it good. And, uh, but we eat leftovers. I mean, we don't throw it away. We've got plastic things we put in our refrigerator and everything. But, but let me just tell you, God, God doesn't give you, God doesn't give you a raise to keep it to yourself. God doesn't bless you real big to keep it to yourself. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Will man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, where have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. God is committed to taking care of the generous, gener, generous believer. I'm not talking about giving in church. I'm talking about giving in, in, in general. I'm talking about seeing the needs of people and helping them. True generosity and stewardship always brings glory to God and blessings to the giver. Generous. Paul said, hey, you saw my need and you gave to that need and because you gave to that need, God's going to bless you. Amen. Now, there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians that don't have two pennies to rub together. But they're some of the most generous people you've ever met. They give their self, they give their time. That's how churches continue. People sacrifice, love each other. That's how the mission, that's how the gospel is going to go out. That's how churches reach out in the communities and they find people that they can help and they give. Generosity. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for the word. We pray that you'd bless what we've heard and we pray that you'd challenge our hearts. Pray that you'd challenge our hearts to be Generous Christians, in Jesus' name. Let's stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. Piano's going to play. If God spoke to your heart and you want to get along with God.
Thank you.